Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? We know how, how important the run game is to our success. Uh, like you said, those guys up front, um, what they're able to do. And then, um, you know, we take pride in as, as receivers, too, that uh, we got to make plays, get open, and, and kind of be the jump start to this offense. Uh, I know each kind of position group kind of takes that, that pride, which I think is really good. So um, I think it's a collective effort of, of everybody kind of doing their job, uh, not, try, not trying to do too much. And, um, you know, that's the way you have offensive, you know, success. Just don't try to do too much, as Adam Thielen says there. <laughs> love the uh, love the cliche he throws in at the end. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. And as we do leading up to every Vikings game. By the way, Courtney Cronin will join us a couple times next week. She's got some uh, ESPN.com deadline things to take care of. So we'll uh, we'll have her on a couple times next week on Purple Daily. So... What we do is confidence, concerns, and curiosities. And I got to think that after a big win against the Packers, it's, it was it was hard going into that game to find things to be confident about. <laughs> but I got to think the list might be at least a little bit longer to choose from. Mm-hmm. So let's go around the room. Let's fire up some appropriate music. And uh, let's give our confidences, curiosities, and concerns, or in order, confidence, concern, curiosity. We'll start with the thing you are most confident in. Going into this game against the Lions, Judd Zilgad. This is an absolute slam dunk, at least for this week, because it worked so well last week against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And that is, the Vikings are going to run the ball a ton on Sunday. Dalvin Cook is going to probably get 30 touches again. He's probably going to get the ball uh, as far as uh, out of the backfield, uh, running it 25 times. I am absolutely certain, and I'm I'm not confident that this can work every week because it probably can't, but I am confident game plan-wise, gents, that this will be the game plan again because it worked well, and and it goes, in in Zim's mind, it goes hand-in-hand with what? If we possess the ball and run the ball and keep the ball, I keep my young, inexperienced defense off the field and and in Zim's world, what you're really concerned about is how does everything impact one thing? Not your offense, your defense. Completely confident that possession time and Dalvin and running the ball will be atop the Viking menu on Sunday. 
My confidence is that I think this is going to be an absolute shootout and a very fun back-and-forth game. Ooh. Both these defenses rank 26th and 29th, <laughs> respectively, in points Love it. allowed. Even, uh, you know, and, and to be honest, I'm leaning towards that Matthew Stafford probably is going to play. Um, He'll play, I think. And look, if it's David Blau or Chase Daniel, then yes, this could be a little bit shaky. But I think both these defenses are sibs. Both these uh, <laughs> offenses can score points. So I'm excited to watch uh, two quarterbacks Possibly three or four different quarterback options here for the Detroit Lions. Uh, but they're going to go at it back and forth. I'm excited to see it. So uh, do we know what the over-under is for this game? I have not looked at the betting line for this up. game. But it's maybe it's maybe it's closer to 50 because the Vikings be can 50. put up some points. Should be 50-something. Um, so, well, well, if Dex is looking that up. So I would say the thing that I'm most confident in is the opposite of what Judge just said. And that I am confident that the Lions, watching the film of Dalvin Cook last week and really Dalvin Cook just, like, the last three years, they're going to say, boys, Dalvin Cook ain't going to be the one that goes off for 200 yards in this one. He ain't going to be the one that breaks 80-yard runs. We are going to make sure we stop Dalvin Cook. Therefore, the ball gets put in Kirk Cousins' hands. And I am confident because it is a pressure-free noon game in an empty stadium in which Kirk Cousins gets to leverage the thing that he loves most, play action. He's one, He's legitimately one of the best play-action quarterbacks when things are clicking in the NFL, that Kirk Cousins will have a big game. So this is like mm. the third time in this segment all year mm. that I have put Kirk Cousins in the thing I'm most confident in. Here's the other reason, all right? Justin Jefferson, when he doesn't get targeted enough, and last week he only got targeted like four times, it feels like Kirk the next week bounces back and makes up for it. I think we're looking at a Justin Jefferson game here, off play-action. And according to Pro Football Focus, Defensive coverage rating, so just the secondary, 1 through 32, the Lions are 29th in the NFL. The only worst coverage units, or the only worst coverage units are the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Raiders. So as bad as the Vikings secondary has been at times, they're only 23rd on this list. Wow. The Lions are 29th. So think about, we've watched the Vikings secondary, and more specifically cornerbacks, for uh, for a month and a half, two months here, and the Lions have been worse. My guy, Philip Rivers, Your guy. who has an arm dangling by like a thread of a tendon, okay? Yep. Throwing sidearm like Uncle Rico. And my guy, Philip Rivers, last week goes 70% completions, 262, and three touchdowns against the Lions. So no betting line for, for Bovada or ESPN yet on this game. But according board. to the Lions, Got it. that makes sense. According to the Lions.com, uh-huh. the over under is 51 and a half. That's so perfect. we're going, yeah, we're going That's up. Perfect. Going up in that way. Here, here, here's why I think that while everything you just said, Phil, makes sense, it's why I think that Mike is going to be inclined not to do it. Because if you tell Zim, all right, play action is going to work perfectly, explosive play, Justin Jefferson, 75 yard touchdown. Time of possession, 15 seconds. He'll be like, no, no, we're going to drive it down Wait, the field. We're you're, gonna, saying, you're saying Mike Zimmer given... We'll you, slow cook it. Okay, door number one and number two. Mike Zimmer, door number one is an instant touchdown. Yes. And door number two <laughs> is more time of possession, but no guarantee of scoring. But you're he saying, thinks they will score. Yes. yes, six minutes and 15 <laughs> second drive times are the goal. <laughs> Even if you have to punt, I guess. <laughs> All right, the thing that you are most concerned about for the Vikings going into this game against the Lions. This is not going to surprise either one of you guys or the listeners, and it's very, very simple. And we talked about it yesterday. The schedule has turned sort of favorable. Are they going on a win streak? 
And if so, what's the end game here? Like, are you really going to make a playoff run? And then if you get in the playoffs, are you going to make some noise? Or are you going to go on a win streak here and fall just short of a playoff spot but cost yourself draft position? A week ago, I saw this all very clearly, and I sort of liked the path. Um, and now I'm a little bit confused. And, you know, again, I'll go back to, to the fact that overall the league stinks. So it's not beyond reason that if the Vikings offensively get, get hot here, that they could win shootouts. Um, I don't know if that ends up in the playoffs. It just has the it has a feeling of you're accidentally going to get to like seven wins and your draft position is not going to be terrible, but it's not going to be nearly as fortuitous as we thought it would be. Uh, that's a concern because I see 2020 as a real opportunity to make hay for the future. Yeah, I mean, if and, and, I, and I've put out the poll, I think, the last couple of games right before kickoff. Vikings fans, what are you rooting for today? And before that game kicked off against the Packers, 60-plus percent of Vikings fans who voted on my Twitter poll, and there was like 2,000 votes, said they're rooting for a loss. So I guess I think my question to those 60% would be, if you rooted for a loss in that game, now that they won... Are you still rooting for losses? Or have you said, all right, well, I guess I could get used to maybe beating the Lions and, and seeing right. what happens. Another another factor in play here, too, with like if you're concerned about the Vikings making a push for 7-9 and nine and being in no man's land in the draft, there seems to be enough interesting quarterback prospects in this draft. Like, obviously, Trevor Lawrence feels like an absolute can't-miss guy. Like, he feels like an Andrew Luck. He feels like... You know, Joe Burrow, like that, he kind of feels like that type of a guy if he stays healthy, right? Um, so, so let's say you're you're getting a ninety percent shot at a franchise quarterback if you draft number one this year. Well, you might be getting like with Zach Wilson, you might be getting a fifty or sixty percent shot at a franchise quarterback, and I would still take that shot even if it had to happen middle to late in the first round. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit less doom and gloom to be finishing like six and 10 or seven and nine than, than I probably thought a few weeks ago. Cause there are decent quarterback prospects, but like the surefire one is, I want to know though, what are the Vikings intentions here? Much, much like a dad approached by my daughter's boyfriend. And he asks me for, can I marry your, your daughter? And the response is always, what are your intentions with my daughter? Vikings, what are your intentions here? Like, are you doing something real, or is this just a fun fling? Yeah, I, I'd like to know here because a week ago I felt very certain in how I felt about said boyfriend, and now I think he might be allowed. <laughs> uh, I like where you're going. All right, Dex, what is the thing you are most concerned about? So the concern that I have is, and it's not to contradict my confidence, but the Lions do start very fast. They're seven touchdowns. They've scored seven touchdowns in the first quarter. That's the most of any quarter this season. They've gotten off to really hot starts. So I do have a little bit of a concern if the Vikings can't basically go toe-to-toe with them early on. You're then going to be playing from behind. You're then going to have Kirk Cousins throwing the football a ton, which we have seen That's not a good recipe. I believe the stat from ESPN they had the other day, when Kirk Cousins has thrown 35 passes or more for the Vikings in a game, they've never won. What? They've never won. What? When attempting 35-plus passes. Hold on a second. That's a great stat. I need a minute. I can find that on StatHead. Okay. This is worth verifying. Okay. That's incredible. That's a great stat. Um, Where did you see that? I saw it on on one of the, I I think ESPN stat ticker or or Cronin might have retweeted one, something of, of the nature. Basically, if he's throwing a ton of passes, and if you're going to get in a shootout with the Lions, I, mean, I have very much concerns that you're going to be playing from behind. You're going to ask Kirk Cousins yes. to be doing a ton of work. Yep. It freaks me out, man. Um, I'm hope I'm I'm hope I'm wrong on that, and maybe I, maybe I misread it. But 
in general, if you're throwing that many passes, too, that probably means you're behind in the game. So uh, if that is indeed the case, I have a very huge trepidations with uh, the Vikings possibly having to come back if the Lions get off to a hot start against them. All right, I'm looking up here. I got Kirk Cousins. Was it as a Viking or career? As a Viking. Okay, so what was his first year with the Vikings? Uh, 2018. We're gonna. I, f- I feel like one of these guys, like John King or somebody, like hold on a second, I gotta pull up the counties. Gotta pull up the counties in Pennsylvania. Right, you see, forty-two pass ups there. The last time there was forty-two pass attempts, he uh, won the game. Okay, but, uh, what we have here with Cousins is a quarterback, and we're counting the statistics okay. here. All right, here it is. Oh man, is it true? So this is regular season and playoffs. Kirk Cousins as a Viking, thirty-five pass attempts or more. Um, they have won some games. They, they have won, won some games here. Okay, they've won a few. I just sorted two on pro football reference, just like his attempt record. The record is bad. Like It's definitely it's way below 500. It looks, so it, like, it looks like they've won five, and they've lost. They're fi- they are 5-10-1, according to this, when he throws at least 35 passes. Okay, so Ooh. my mistake on the statistic, regardless, two-thirds of those games, you end up losing, right? If they're 5-10-1, if that's indeed it, during his Vikings tenure. Yeah. I have a, I, I'd be freaked out if uh, they can't go toe-to-toe in the first quarter. That's, uh, but that's still an interesting stat. I would have been shocked if it was if they were winless. Then it's even more evidence. Like, why are you paying a guy thirty? You, right. You're paying a guy thirty three million dollars. You can't trust to throw thirty you know plus passes. Um, all right. The thing that I'm the most concerned about brought this up to you guys on the Mackie and Judd podcast, our other show. I'm I'm most concerned about Everson Griffin and or Adrian Peterson getting the Vikings motivational bug and going off. And I know that those guys, like especially Adrian, are near the end of their careers. And Peterson has just been terrible for them the last five games. He's like two and a half yards a carry or something. Everson, famine, famine, famine. Yeah. No feast. But where's the feast? No feast anymore. Is the feast going to come? Like, Is, is that Ooh. dude going to rip off a 35-yard touchdown run? Early on, maybe. Is Everson Griffin going to you know, feel the motivation because Mike Zimmer said that he's only a good player, not a great player, and, and sat Kirk Cousins two or three times? I'm a little bit concerned that Mike Zimmer has unwittingly riled up Everson Griffin, and Adrian Peterson wants to stick it to the Vikings once again. So I like something it. to watch. If I if I am the Lions game planning for Sunday, here's one thing I do: I don't line Griffin up consistently all the time at right end. I do what Zim did with him against the Saints. I move him inside at times because I think you're. I think uh, Dakota Dozier might have some trouble with that speed. I'm just saying, I get creative here because I think I think if you if you put Griffin in position to have a big game, the potential exists. Yeah, Peterson, I don't know anymore. I don't think so. The thing you're most curious about, Judd? Okay, uh, this curiosity is is part honest and it's part questioning if this does indeed happen. Ezra Cleveland, in his second start ever, I think in his life at right guard on Sunday against the Packers, was damn good, right? If he continues to be as stout and as solid as he was at right guard on Sunday, one, that's a great sign. I get that. But my curiosity also stems to this. How is he not playing previously? Mm -hmm. Like, he's a second-round pick, so it's not like, oh, man, he was a seventh-round pick, and we just didn't know. Um, You were playing Drew Samia. Like, that's football malpractice. 
And I felt bad for Drew, but he shouldn't have been playing. I, don't, I, I would disagree with that. I think they ran him out there for a couple of games to see if he could play, and he can't, and now he's and now he's hurt but, and whatever. But the point the point is, if Cleveland continues to play well, then day one there was a spot for him somewhere, or did and he you need, didn't find it? Or is it possible that you know that he? He didn't have preseason, didn't have anything. That he just needed to practice and be ingrained in an NFL system until he was ready seven weeks in. Right, but you played Samia. I, I know, but you, like did, you can't. But you like didn't you, know that Samia was bad until you played him too. Right, but I needed to see him for like one quarter from the press box before I'm like, pull the plug. Oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? Elfline, I get because he's not great, but he was established and he had played. For you, so his opening day start actually made more sense to me. But if Cleveland continues to thrive here, it's a great sign. Um, but I also want to get this kid to left tackle as soon as possible. Uh, Dex, what are you most curious about? Yeah, it piggies back off both of my concern. And last week, Kirk Cousins only threw fourteen pass attempts. So I, I'm just I'm curious if what is the ratio for Kirk Cousins, and especially if you are going to indeed get in a shootout with Detroit. Um, typically when, again, it's the, it's the counterproductive of the 35-45 plus pass attempts. If you're only throwing 10 to 20 passes, that means your running game's working. You didn't have to rely on Kirk. So I'm just curious on his pass ratio. And, uh, you know, we, we've always wanted him to spread the ball out a little bit more to guys like Justin Jefferson, not, st- not going to Thielen all the dang time. But I'm curious just on the amount of passes and how much they trust Kirk on Sunday. Did they take the kid gloves off or not? I almost feel like <laughs> teams are going to make them do it. Like this, I, I feel like last week was a timeout. Part of it was wind. Part of it was a timeout. Part of it was like, hey, if they're not going to tackle Dalvin, just just keep handing off. Yeah. But you're not going to get all those factors. I mean, you're not. The wind itself was reason enough for Aaron Rodgers to not throw the ball down the field. But now you're going to be playing indoors. They're going to key in. So yeah, I mean, he's he's going to have to throw the ball if they want to win games this season. There are going to be a few exceptions, and last week was one of them. Um, the thing that I am the most curious about, Judd already alluded to it in his concern, but it's if they win, what does the rest of the season start to look like? If they win, they they move to three and five. You can they tie the Lions, right? They would tie the Lions. Detroit's th- um, three and four three right and four. now. Yep. So they would tie the Lions. They move essentially out of the basement of the division, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a Monday night game against the Bears. And the Bears have just an absolute disaster quarterback situation. The Bears will probably still be favored in that game. And then you get Dallas, which can't stop anybody, and they hate their coach. And then you get two more home games. A win against Detroit starts to, like last week, they beat the Packers. It was kind of a pop-up until they prove otherwise. If you beat the Lions now and you look at the schedule, you can start to see a path to playoffs and getting back into the division race a little bit. What are your intentions? What are your intentions with my football team? The team's intentions are to win. The players on the field and the coaches. My intention is for a well-intentioned, hard-fought game that results in a loss. And, um... I'm not going to apologize for rooting for that because I want long-term success and a Super Bowl for this franchise. And the higher they draft, the better chance they get to pick a quarterback if, that they want. If you win this game and go on some type of streak, which is certainly possible, all right, then what we can't see from anybody is anything close to what they did against the Falcons again. Like You're if saying they, if you're going to beat Detroit, then you then Then go, you better then go. damn well go. I mean, don't don't come back to me with... Well, Jacksonville gets paid too. No, if you beat Detroit, you beat Jacksonville, and if you don't, you get ripped. Yeah, I I agree with that. Because that was a disgusting display of football against the Falcons. 
And you think about, you know, let's say they beat this, they, they, they beat the Lions, and then you start to look back at some of those games like, well, why didn't you beat the Titans in the last possession? Why didn't you beat the Seahawks? Yeah, why didn't you stop Russell Wilson with no timeouts? Why didn't you beat a crappy Falcons team? Yes. You could be 6-2 and two yes. if you had done those things. Yes. Or 5-3 and three if you give them even the, you know, the Titans loss or something. Mm-hmm. So this is a, an interesting woulda, shoulda, coulda time for the Vikings here. And uh, things will be much clearer at the end of the Lions game, I think, for like what their intentions are. Yeah, we'll if, if they lose, for sure. If they win, then then yeah. My point at that at that juncture is, don't give me any more crap. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's a wrap on no this episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we'll see you right after the game is over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash Purple Daily Podcast for Vikings Ventline later.